You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And then your the, the, like cut stuff and then like the conga stuff. Could that go in Bernstein chat? Sure. Yeah. Um, I also like, uh, we could talk about the ballet in there too. Yeah. Yeah. That's like the kind of content chat, isn't it? Yeah. I think that's a good segue, like from synopsis to Bernstein to sweet Americana. I'm going to try real hard. Bernstein. Is it Bernstein? Oh, fuck. Now I don't know. <laughs> Bernstein. I bet you were going to get two different ones. I know. Leonard Bernstein. Stein. Bernstein. So says Lauren Bacall. Okay. I would trust her. (laughs) (laughs) I was like scrolling through. It's a Kennedy Center's (laughs) honors. I'm trying to find. And it just cut to Bernstein. And I was like, well, all right. right, We'll take it. We'll take it. Thank you. (laughs) Welcome to Jim and Tomic's musical theater happy hour. I'm Jimmy. <laughs> and I'm Tommy. And this is the only musical theater podcast with rum shacks and comebacks. Here we take apart your I see your eyes, your favorite shows, muddle them together with a shot of buffoonery and pour you a refreshing glass of musical theater conversation. Tommy, what are you drinking today? We do this as a shtick every time. And like, it still takes me by surprise. Like we'll do all this. Like, We've oh, been sitting shit. here for like 15 minutes already prepping for this episode. <laughs> and I've put no thought into. It's been two and a half years and yet you still what? haven't thought of a drink related to on the time. What year is it? No, I'm obviously drinking some complimentary champagne for Miss Turnstiles. Very great work. Thank you. Thank you. Real good work. Um, do I say one? I can't remember. I don't I, remember either. I don't think I do. Because no, I, I think, don't have I think then usually you don't. say, why is that? And then I'll read the quiz why question. <laughs> <laughs> we have a quiz question from just last month. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just last, yeah, last month. Sorry, guys. There's a little bit of a delay. Whoopsies. Um, a couple of weeks. Uh, it was widely rumored that lanky dancer Frank Sinatra padded his hindquarters with handkerchiefs to fill out his uniform whilst filming this movie. What show are we talking about, Jimmy? We are talking about On the Town. New York, New York, New York, New York. It's a hell of a town. We've got one day here. 
and not another minute to see the famous sights. We'll find the romance and danger waiting in it beneath the Broadway lights. But we've hair on our chests, so what we like the best are the nights. Sidelights, nights, New York, New York, a hell of a town. The Bronx is up, but the battery's down. The people ride in a hole in the ground. New York, New York, it's a hell of a town! I love Lanky Dancer. Lanky or, Dancer's funny. Lanky, yeah. I he oh, it was close <laughs> Lanky Dancer. I just picture him as Lanky Kong from Donkey oh, Kong yeah. 64. But the other two oh, are just sailors. Fantastic. It's not like three Donkey Kongs. It's uh, it could be. Gene Kelly, the other guy whose name I never remember, and Lanky Frank Kong. Sinatra. No, no, Frank Sinatra is Lanky Kong in the movie. Oh, sorry. sorry. Keep up with the fiction. I'm um, yeah, 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 yeah. I've got it. I've got it. Um, no, nobody knows the other guy's name. I don't think they knew. No, <laughs> he just walked on the set one day. Bless him. Oh, I was going to write a note in the thing, just uh-huh. saying the words Ann Miller, just so I could say, Ann Miller. <laughs> <laughs> Do you get that? That's, uh, what's her face? Who does yeah, like yeah, yeah. Fosse Christ- dancing? Christine Perry. Yeah. Ann Miller. It's in her um, Liza Minnelli That's video. what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Ann Miller. Well done. That's. Thank I you. felt like Liza was in the room with me. Thank you. Well, it's specifically Christine Perry doing uh, Liza. That's not actually so. Liza Minnelli in those skits. No, it's not. I've I been know. Lied to. I know. I was brokenhearted too. What are we talking about on the town? Um, not anymore. Uh, yes, we're talking about On the Town. Um, so, listen, that is a musical uh, by... <laughs> we are rusty. We are, um, with book and lyrics by Betty Comden and Adolph Green. Do I get to say shout out to Comden and Green? A risk was taken with On the Town, and look what happened. Betty and Adolph burst onto the scene. A shout, shout out to Comden, Comden and, and Green. Green. Ha- have we done a Comden and Green? Hi don't know that we have i don't know that we have either which is like weird yeah they're so uh, we'll get into it hey yeah. take a take a shot uh we're back <laughs> <laughs> uh music by leonard bernstein premiered on broadway in december 1944 revived in 71 98 and 2014 uh yes and there was a huge movie landmark uh in 1949 um, which included uh, new songs by Roger Edens um, and lacked a substantial number of songs uh, by <laughs> Leonard Bernstein. Yes, it did. Apparently they're too busy. Too busy. Um, too busy with what? No, as in the music was too busy. It's too much going oh, on. Oh, yeah. the, film, the film audiences they won't get it. No. What a, how things have changed. Um, like, honestly, actually, what a, what a flip, right? If you look at kind of where the discourse is between... How, not, I think, what actual movies and actual musicals are like today, but what people think they are. Musicals are like, ah, yes, it's easy and fluffy. And movies are like, ah, Oppenheimer's three hours long. Exactly. Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, can you tell us what On the Town is all about, Tommy? God, I got to do it? Okay. Yeah. Um, No, I think we established that you only do them because I I can't. Because we'd be here for 40 hours. Um, on the town, uh, my my theater history professors would be proud. Strictly adheres to Aristotelian unities, uh, in that it does only take place over twenty four hours. Um, 
the Greeks would be so proud. Thank you. Um, three sailors are on shore leave just for one day. We follow the their many escapades. They're looking for uh, sights, lights, and nights in New York City, trying to find something fun to do or, pardon the expression, someone fun to do. <sighs> Someone's been DMing for a long time, by the way. That was incredible. (laughs) (laughs) This man paints a bloody picture. Uh, Um, Thanks. That's sensational. They should hire you to to write the blurb for all the time. (laughs) Uh, So we follow these Navy sailors, Gaby, Chip, and Ozzy, uh, as they uh, search for women in sights in New York City and get up to some crazy hijinks along the way. Hijinks. Um, yeah, there's chases. There's museums. There's, there's like 16 chases in the. I there's was so many reading. Uh, this is my life. I was reading through the score. Um, and every other song, all the incidental music, at least in what seems to be the like concert score, is just labeled chase music and another mm-hmm. chase music. And here, and we're chasing again. Yep. And it's wild. Yeah, it is mad. But hey, I'm sure we're going to get into that. Drink again. That was creepy. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Gaby's coming. Gaby's coming. Gaby's coming to town. He's on the town with a day to burn. You're gonna turn New York City upside down. Gaby's coming to town. Here's the way you do it. Hello, baby. Gosh, you're pretty. I'm so tall and strong and witty. God's great gift to New York City. How's about a date tonight? Shall we dive in? Let's shall. You know what we do, and I forgot that we normally do this. What's your What's your experience with on the town? Like, when did you oh. encounter this? I saw my friends recorded Amdram production. Delightful. Um, in I would say like 2014, okay. um, and I enjoyed it. Yeah, that's that was my that was my first experience, and I have continued to enjoy it since. What's yours? Uh, I think I'm trying to remember. The revival was in 2014. Yeah, I think that was before I was doing Tony Award. Sum ups. No, you've definitely. I think you have definitely I, have did I on the town about this one? in one of them. I, on the that's town, sad that I know that. I'm sorry. I, I know that's fine. Um, my when when my whole life is online these no, days, it's hard maybe to I'm getting confused with American and Paris because they're the same. Oh, because they are the same. It might be that, and I might be doing the same thing. My my brain train was I like have missed this one. My deepest association with on the town has been in preparing for this episode. Oh, cool. Um, Interesting. So like I had, I had, I had seen clips of the movie on, uh, my grandma's that's entertainment VHSs, uh, yeah. which were like MGM compilations and stuff. Um, and you know, everyone knows New York, New York. Yeah, uh, exactly. Everyone's beyond, seen the Simpsons episode. Springfield, uh, Springfield. Well, not me. Um, Yes, you must have. No, I'm not a Simpsons <gasps> guy. Wait, do we, we always reference the Simpsons? Or is it I just know. me that references them? It's just you that references the Simpsons. So, sorry, thanks. We're, we're, <laughs> we're warming back up, you know, we're getting used to the, the tropes. Um, oh, that's interesting. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, they do a parody. Okay. There's a show note. Um, yeah, that's interesting. So it's not like a big Amdram, like college, high no. school No, and I'm, I'm fascinated because I have gotten this sense only 
uh, uh, like I have don't have any hard research to back this up, but that this is one of those like uh, Americana as exoticism kind of pieces that becomes popular in non stateside stuff. Interesting, um, yeah, because it it it. And, you know, I, I say that it's been revived four times, three times, four times. Yeah. Um, but still, like, I don't it's not a kind of show that hits high schools and colleges very often, um, at least not in my experience. So. Because, like, you would think it's a goldmine because you've got three leading females, three yeah. leading males, fun supporting characters. Yeah. Good songs. Yeah. recognizable like there's lots in yeah. there that's it's appealing also, it's, it's pretty high school appropriate for as raunchy as it is like it's you know in that kind of grease kind of way it's easy yeah. enough to to uh balderize don't need um, a crazy set like nah. that's interesting that's, you do want you do really want a cool. big orchestra and that's tough i so but then how many high schools are doing west side story that's fair yeah no good point you no know? interesting yeah a first interesting point of the day ladies and gentlemen <laughs> Sorry. I won't keep doing that that's not fun <laughs> but we're not going to become one of those podcasts uh, boing unless you want um, us to in which case you know no one no one wants that no, no. I would need to set it up every time I can't be bothered with that <laughs> that'd be too too it, yeah. Jimmy has a soundboard I don't think we said I've it out a, loud yeah exactly I've got a soundboard now guys <laughs> wow oh yeah um, okay that's that's a really that is interesting because yeah. I just figured you would be an expert on this because it's you know it's, it's on the time yeah no we all no, know that like i'm okay, watch me forget all their names i, I was yeah. able to get it right the first time yeah but. how did you do that how did yeah. you do that in terms I, of an introduction and yet that's, oh, my I brain works in mysterious ways i was about to do it again i'm not going to <laughs> do, 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 do. anyway quick um, run okay. away from your soundboard hop on my segue yeah, exactly. let's talk about leonard bernstein we <laughs> Styles for June! Every month, some lucky little New York miss has chosen Miss Turnstiles for the month. She's got to be beautiful, she's got to be just an average girl, and most important of all, she's got to ride the subway. There are 5,683 women who ride the subway every day, and which fortunate lassie will be picked this month for the signal honor? Beautiful, brilliant, average... A typical New Yorker! Who, me? Yes, you, Ivy Smith! Okay, we're gonna say Steen, we're gonna say Stein. Ed, we don't know what we're saying. Sorry, and we looked it up beforehand. I'm pretty. We I found a clip of Lauren Bacall saying Leonard yeah. Bernstein, and I think that's it. But Lauren I have, Bacall says Stein, so we're saying Stein. Yes. Um. And I I don't know if I don't know if I've ever said this publicly. I said it apparently wrong in one video a million years ago, and now I get right. nervous about it every time. What did um, you get like kickback because of it? Well, I got a YouTube comment, which you know. <laughs> soul destroying yeah, yeah that um, is, it is it was delicious it's actually a man Stein. yeah that's man. That, it was it was phrased in that font um, <laughs> <laughs> um wow well you know people have lots of time on their hands um yes so we've not done a lot of, of, of bernstein um no. and in fact we kind of we were thinking the last time 
we did a Bernstein. We also took quite a large hiatus. Yes, we did. Um, so, but I think that that might have been due to the pandemic, which I feel like we can't be held accountable. Who didn't take a hiatus then? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, do you think of Bernstein as a as primarily a musical theater composer? Yes. Okay. But just because the majority of things I know of his yeah. are his musicals. But I appreciate that he has so much more um, yeah. to him uh, that I am quite ignorant of. And I've not yet seen Maestro. Sure, so I, I, I haven't I don't seen know. it either. Yeah. I, I'm curious um, because, like, he, he sits in this place in my brain at least. Nowadays we'll get, like, maybe Sondheim in concert. Um, like a... Uh, an, uh, orchestra company doing the pieces of or here is a concert production of um you know into the woods or something mm, to mm-hmm. name something right um like beyond kennedy center and encores and stuff but like yeah. more regional stuff whereas like bernstein you'll see all the time right people will do on the town people will do candide people will yeah. like do all of the music of west side story which like doesn't happen with other composers in that way not really no i mean i think i think as well like the audiences that are attracted to that maybe west side story is a little bit of an exception there mm-hmm. um but i feel like and i think we t- we talked about this in in when we did candide but like it's attracting a much, it's a very different clientele. Maybe not to like a contemporary Broadway audience, they're probably sure. a similar echelon. Um, but uh, it feels like it's more of the um, the classical side yeah. are into him compared to the the musical theater side. And I think a lot of them appreciate the the music of it as opposed right. to the musical comedy. Right. Like um, he he is a, a proper composer when viewed through that lens. Yeah. Whereas like 100%. I don't I and like I'll hop on this boat too, but I don't know how much I view Andrew Lloyd Webber, let's say, as like right. a composer, right? He's a musical exactly. theater author. Which is different exactly. somehow. And I think <clears throat> it's, it's tricky because this and this is always something it's something I still always find hard wrapping my head around is like um the the composer of a musical, right, mm-hmm. obviously doesn't do the orchestrations right. of a musical. Right. Um, not necessarily. Not necessarily, but a lot of, um, most of them don't. Most of them don't. Um, you know, some of them are literally sitting at a piano and then they give that away. Some of them, like Jason Robert Brown gets very involved in his orchestrations. Right. You know, like first things like Parade and stuff, he was he was all over that. Yeah. Um, I don't know enough about Bernstein to know actually what his involvement is. I'm I'm pretty sure he like if if not I don't know if he has an orchestrator. Mm-hmm. Um, right, like I think that's his whole shtick. Uh, yeah, I mean, like he he mm-hmm. it's one of those we know he can do it. You know, right. he's a symphonic composer, so yeah. he can he can write for symphonies. I just wonder if there's a if it's one of those like production kind of things where right. it's like actually behind the scenes um either you know in your contract or in the contract of this like whatever unit yeah there's a thing of like no you need to work with 
an yep. orchestrator, you need to have a music supervisor, something yep. like that. I don't really know. Yeah. Um, because that's, that's the no, Nobody's talking about this. Right. <laughs> you well, this to to sidebar briefly, but this is a this is a a bug has been a bugbear of mine forever. Um mm. and is like a, a core to our industry. Um both theater, movies do this too, right? Um you'll see, you know. Uh, score composed by Hans Zimmer, right? And like Hans Zimmer had a lot of the ideas in that score and mm-hmm. is kind of the score director, if you will. The rubber stamp. Yes. But yeah. there are, you know, always, especially nowadays, a team of folks working behind the scenes. It happens with lighting designing on Broadway and elsewhere too. And that bugs me deeply as a core lighting designer. It'd be like, yeah. you know, uh, Ken Billington um, designed the lights for this show. And like, well, it's Ken Billington and his shop, right? And his everyone else that works with him. And, you know, I I wish, well, I was about to say I wish we had moved beyond that. The the flip side, right, is, is writing and design by committee, and that's tough too. Well, exactly. Yeah, you know, the list of... (laughs) Right. They're in the playbill. That's probably going to be the the thing, isn't it? And I, I don't know. I always find it. I find it really interesting because, you know, if I was an orchestrator, mm-hmm. would I be pissed off? Like if I was Jonathan Tunick, and I'm like, I know that I've made so many of these musicals, right? Absolutely iconic, right? Um, like when people are like studying them, right? They're studying my work, right? Like, well, and doesn't sometimes several times, like in almost all of his Tony exceptions, thanks Tunic, right? Yes, and a uh-huh. couple times it's like, we need a Tony for orchestrations. This is bullshit. <laughs> there, there is, it's just, I mean, it is baffling because yeah. the, the work, the, and it is artistry. It's not, it's not even like paint by numbers. I'm ticking in, ticking boxes here. Artistry and creativity is immersed in this it's half the show i mean to yeah. to bring it back to on the town i yeah. i had this thought while i was watching it i uh in in my time working in high school theater i encounter a lot of directors where especially in high school especially with uh uh academic orchestras uh mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. cut underscoring left and right because um, yeah. it's too much to do it's yeah. just it's too much to learn but like I always bemoan and I'm sad about those moments because like it is the underscoring that makes the show sometimes. Exactly. And yeah, there's some beautiful, beautiful and like themes, motifs, that's where they all exist. Do you right. know what I mean? And um, like half of on the town is just underscored, right? It's got pas de deux and ballet in it, right? Exactly. That don't like imagine and we're gonna do this but without the music. <laughs> yeah, I just I don't it, it's 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 baffling. It is baffling why yeah. they just it's they're not as as co- core of a part. And I appreciate you know it's I I well I assume it's because it's not it's tied to the production. It's not tied to the score. And I, well, I suppose it is because then you have yeah. a licensable score. Yeah. Tommy, I don't get it. I don't get it either. Anyway, pretty sure old Lenny wrote his all his own music, so to speak. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Or at least certainly for this one. Yeah. Um, which does, I mean, there's a lot of discussion about how he is, and you hear it too, right? He's blending these kind of like, uh, I don't know, call it classical music. I think that's an mm-hmm. oversimplification, but like yeah. <laughs> what we would call the the standard orchestral language of the day. Yes. Symphonic. Um, it's yeah. That, yeah. 
But then, like, you get a jazz motif in there, right? You get an upright bass. You get what we now know as a musical theater sound. Um, Mm -hmm. We're in the 40s now. This is all brand new. Everyone's kind of figuring it out anyway. 100%. It's cool. It is so cool. And I think the way it kind of just, it, it feels like it properly, like, swings from from genre to genre like and it, it doesn't kind of allow you the space yeah to like get comfortable like and this time we're in a swing right. number now right this, this one's a jazz blues. piece right yeah it's it's just like halfway through a song he'll like dunk, dunk and then you're in this next one yeah um it's fantastic because it is it's that's i mean i think we're, we're going to speak a bit about like new york in a little bit but that's how he is evoking that city that city mm-hmm. that is this melting pot of people and melting pot of music and genre yeah um you you look one direction you see that you look over there you see something completely different and i think that's yeah really prevalent in that score Absolutely. Well, and it is interesting that he, right, we're, we're in the period of the great legitimization of musical theater. We're just a couple yeah. years off on Oklahoma, right? We're with the integrated uh, uh, score and book and all that. And yeah. the fact that he's coming in here and throwing in what is pop music, like popular music of the time. Yeah. When they're, you know, we're still at the time when every show needs to have a dream ballet to prove that it's a real piece of art. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's, I, I find it so interesting because, like, a lot of the stuff you read about this, uh, there's loads of discussion of, like, Wagner. I'm like, mm-hmm. ah, that wasn't that long ago in this world. I know. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, that's so weird to wrap my head around because to me that is like, oh, that's the origin. Like, that's the beginning. Yeah. Um, and actually that's how close we are here. Right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, if you if you think of a number, um, like, uh, I can cook too, right? Mm-hmm. That is just you. It, you can imagine Ella Fitzgerald presents I can cook. You know, yep. like it, that Easy. wouldn't be weird at all. It is yeah. just straight up. Um, and yes, it is still musical theatre, still a character song. Right. Um, and actually, if that was in written for a show today, you wouldn't be like wow, that's yeah. my field. You'd be like, oh yeah, great. Stick it in all the audition yeah. books. You it, know, I mean? it, it is the the things that probably date this show today. I guess this make, now I'm going to say this out loud and it sounds stupid out loud, but like mm. the things that make this show seem old now made it seem contemporary then. And the things that were weird then are like, seem pretty normal now. Absolutely, um, completely normal. Which like Comple- speaks yeah. to how, you know, this is, this in many ways was the model. Oh, I can cook too. On top of the rest, my seafood's the best in the town. Yes, I can cook too. My fish can't be beat. My sugar's the sweetest around. I'm a man's ideal of a perfect meal right down to the demi-tasse. I'm a pot of joy for a hungry boy, baby. I'm cooking with gas, so I'm a a sweet lollipop, a brook trout right out of the brook And what more, baby, I can cook Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels So, whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Even in the midst of researching this, I hadn't, I still place Oklahoma in my head before it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, it's absolutely, like, this is, this was doing everything. And, yeah. you know, I think, because we've done Oklahoma, haven't we? I'm sure we have. If we have, I think we have. No, we have. We definitely have. Um, <laughs> and I think in in that we we talk about like this, the beginning, nothing right. before, da right. da da da. And here's on the town, sitting right. very comfortably yeah. as like yes, there's lots in it that is much more on your operatic side. You right. know, there's ballets upon ballets, and you know we're we're living in. Is it? Guess I'm Kunstwerk. Is that what that one is? I don't know the word you just said. I guess it's, it's, I think that's the Wagner one. Anyway, okay. correct me. Um, <laughs> and we're living very much in that world of like everything together. Yes. This is spectacle. Um, this is theatre. Um, but the narrative, the storytelling is there. Yeah. Um, and I think it's so interesting because like, the, because they, I don't know whether it's because they were such good friends or there's mm-hmm. just lots, because they were so kind of iconic, there's lots been written about them. But um, it, they they talk so much about how music and character mm-hmm. is integral to each other. And like, there's kind of no point in writing a song for a piece like this if it's not supporting the character. Yeah. Um, and that, in many ways, is like a radical thought, Yeah, you know? Um, I mean, we are, you know, uh, uh, extolling the virtues of Bernstein here, and it, it, we shouldn't miss out on mentioning Compton and Green. Exactly. Revolutionized the media. Um, 100%. Like in a thousand ways. They're also, and I, I forget this every time, they're in the damn thing. Um, Yes. Like, what a, what a wild ride to be. And did you know they still had to audition? I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, they had to audition. I mean, thank goodness. I mean, good. Yeah, still. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Um, but hilarious that they're like, you know, do you know the sites? Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Yes, I do. I, I literally, they came from my brain. Uh, <laughs> I love the idea of like in the audition, like doing an edit of like, actually, do you know what? That actually, no, I don't like right. that line. We're going to do it differently. <laughs> Like, sure, that's fine. Um, proceed. I think that's so funny that they had to do that. Um, but yeah, I think like the 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 kind of three of them as a core, um, mm. and it, it's I, I don't know about I don't know whether it's just because Merrily's happening at the moment. Sure. Every time I read about them, I just instantly think of the gang from Merrily looking at Sputnik. And I'm like, yeah. that's them. It's because yeah. it, it just feels like that. It feels Absolutely. like that's their friendship. I mean, I don't, I don't know if this uh, struck you, but like, you got me. Um, the which is very. How many songs since that have we gotten? Like friendship, friendship, a lot, a lot, a lot of ding, ding, ding. Right? Yeah. Have heavy wordplay in a like a bit piece about how we're good, good friends. But 100%. also, I mean, I I can imagine Comden Green and Bernstein singing that after a couple drinks at a party. Yeah. Right? That, that's the self-insert 100%. Absolutely. Um, and I, also, I suppose we should also say Jerry Robbins is also in the mix. He's also, I, he, he's there. He's, he's, he's less, he's less a close friend because yeah. um, 
Compton and Green and Bernstein knew each other from back when they were writing for like um like they they had a review show. Yeah. Um and Bernstein saw that and, and went to see that and then Jerry Robbins came into the fold and everything. But um I think by the looks of it, they all got on really, really well. Yeah. Um, it, which is I I mean I don't know. It, it is inter- it is interesting to go through the literature and letters that exist about a show and yeah. not find the like, and here's where we had our authorial disagreement, right? right. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like every show has at least a little bit of that, which I, you know, I think that comes with the territory. Um, Definitely. But yeah, no, they seem to have got along quite well. Um, yeah. Like, I guess they did. They, they all did wonderful town later, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but there's not like a huge corpus of, Bernstein, Common, think, and Green. Yeah, I think Bernstein did something for Peter Pan okay. um, as well. So he was like about, um, and they were involved in the first revival. Yeah. Um, they were all there for that and like did a couple of like tweaks and things. Um, but I think, it, it, yeah, this this idea, because um, obviously prior to uh, On the Town, Compton Green hadn't written a musical before. This was, no. this was completely new. I mean, obviously. I mean, not a lot of people had written a musical before. Right, period. exactly. Yeah. But they hadn't they hadn't written for the theater, yeah. um, and uh, very much they wanted to take a chance. I think it was they wanted Arthur Lawrence and someone else okay. um, to do the lyrics, uh, and um, yeah, it, it was Bernstein himself being like, "Actually, I would like to use these guys. They're mm-hmm. very, very talented. They understand satire really, really well, um, and they took a chance on them." So here you've got like three very young kind mm-hmm. of prodigious kids yeah. Yeah. who are like starting out, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, that's the other part about it that is always so hard to wrap my brain around. It's like, what? They're in their twenties, right? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And and that's like, I think with Bernstein, like this is where you see the the prodigy of this. Cause it, by this point, I think he's conducted the New York symphony orchestra. Um, wild. And yeah, exactly. Um, and I think he's literally like 27. Uh, it's, it's mental. And I think also, Jerry Robbins was also in his twenties. Like mm-hmm. this is this is like the origins. Yeah, it's so fun. It's it, real, real fun. Yeah, it's 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 lightning in a bottle. Like it really, mm-hmm. you know, it it did. We're in that time that kicked off this art form. Yeah, which is cool. Yeah, it's nice that nice that this is the comeback app, isn't it? We're going hey. right back. Oh, beautiful. It's beautiful. like we planned it. We didn't. Unless, um, <laughs> unless someone's listening to this like three years from now, which people do, which is great. And I love you all. Um, exactly. Hey. So greetings from the past. Hope our uh, future cyber overlords are treating you well. <laughs> exactly. I hope they're at least giving you like bread or something. If you committed moida and got caught like a dope and had a hang until your life was done, <laughs> I'd holla go no foida, boys fetching not a rope. I'm hanging with a mile, stick to your son. Yeah. I'll stick to your son. I'll always be beside ya. I'll stick to your son. We'll go through life together. As the fly paper told the fly, I'll stick to your son. Yeah. Stick to you. I do want to just say a little thing about uh, orchestras, though. Sure. Because there's going to come a time where the kids aren't going to know what that is because <laughs> there ain't going to be one in a pit. Yeah. Um, because they're so expensive. Yeah. Um, and, oh, my God, 
that's so devastating. Yeah, it's sad. Is it, no, but that is that question. That is a question, I suppose. Is that devastating, or is it okay? Well, I, the the first thought that struck me, I I combed through a bunch of promo footage for the mm, twenty fourteen revival, yeah. um, and uh, half of it's about how they renovated the theater, um, right. and then half of the renovating the theater discussion is about we had to make the pit bigger for Broadway's biggest orchestra, right? And yeah. whenever like, there's a lot of now classic shows where one of their marketing materials is like, and a live, full, gigantic, 16-piece orchestra, yeah, exactly. right? <laughs> 14 instrumentalists yeah. together playing. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I uh, the, uh, the Colorado Symphony Orchestra uh, mm-hmm. is a delight. I've been there uh, a couple times now. Um, I was there last week. They're, they have a beautiful venue, Jimmy. It is gorgeous. It is Betcher Concert Hall. I think that's how you say it. You Betcher. It's, yeah, that's it. Um, it's in the round. It's, <gasps> it's the only fully in the round orchestra hall, I think, definitely in the country, if not the world. Um, I'll put a picture in the show notes. This place is gorgeous. <sighs> um it also, I, I want to do a video about this, so I'm not going to say too much, but it has okay, some of that. my favorite seats um, nice. I've ever seen in the theater. <laughs> um, like, there, yeah, uh, it's the way to see a show. Um, is it, it like one of these like proper acoustically treated ones as well? Where they've it got, is, like, like it's, it's supposed to be, you know, this beautiful, you can hear from anywhere. Uh, they yeah. have, so where we sat last time is in the upper ring um, mm. above the catwalks it is like maybe four wow. stories five stories up there is this circle that encompasses the whole thing one row of chairs like movable chairs and mm-hmm. you're at such an angle where you have to like lean over the balcony rail to see anything Ooh. and it's built for that it's like a padded yeah. like chest leaning place Wow. And let me tell you, like, when they dim the lights, and if you're into the music that's playing, like, leaning forward, like you're a kid dangling your feet over the catwalks, zooming your eyeballs in to watch a show, is, like, a magical experience. Oh, that sounds... It was really amazing. cool. But, like, it's... Uh, the uh, Colorado Symphony is struggling right now. I think a lot right. of symphonies across the country yeah. are struggling. No one wants yeah. to see in-person stuff, and certainly no one wants to see the symphony, right? Exactly. Just music? Right. What am I to do with that? Right, yeah. exactly. And, like, I don't know. Does... Like, we... we I will not argue. We are at a point where I think, except maybe to the most highly trained ear... You could do a fully synthesized orchestra and a properly microphoned full orchestra in a theatrical setting where you can't see them, and it would be really, really tough to to tell the difference. I, I fully agree. <clears throat> I, I absolutely do. I mean, you hear it in cast recordings, you know. Yeah. So many of them are not going to be having a full blown orchestra. They're just going to work with some really good samples. And the the, the technology is incredible. Like, yeah. It just is. Um, and, you know, Shan for players, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but it's uh, there is there is we have to kind of face a reality here in that you know Broadway now is is a money making machine and that right. is what it is only ever going to be, um, and it, they don't make money. You know yeah. that's that's not helping anyone. You're losing yeah. seats, and um, and it and it's not. You know, the the cost of a very talented, you know, appropriate Broadway musician 
versus uh, an 80% Samokra, like, yeah, yeah that's a no-brainer. Um, but, like, I guess the question, I wonder what your thoughts are. If, a, if you go to see a show on Broadway, mm-hmm. right, and they have a fly system that is completely manual, and there's a real guy back there, and he's pulling on the rope, and that's what's flying the drops in and out, right? Yeah. Versus, no, oh, we've replaced him with a computer and a motor. You don't care. Yeah. No, and you're probably like, thank God there's a motor because right. that's just going to fall and kill someone. You yeah, know what I mean, like yeah. that that would be the fear. Like um, it's it's more accurate, it's more reproducible. Yeah. Uh, is and I I would also argue that there is a performance in uh, a a fly person's uh job, right? How quickly you pull a rope, how quickly it comes in and out. There's a lot of nuance there. Absolutely. Um, you know, is it the same with a violinist? Yeah, I know. It's it's so it's 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 a big old. That's why that's why I I wasn't so dismissive of the yeah. the argument because I think there'll be plenty of people who'll be like, not fussed. You know yeah. what I mean? Who won't know that? I, I'm sure a lot of people go to musicals and think when they hear the band that that is at least forty people because yeah. that's what it looked like. Do you right. know what I mean? And they just think, oh, yeah, they'll be in another room or they'll be under the stage, can't see right. them. You yeah. might be able to see the conductor and you don't realize there's a line of eight players in front of him and that's right. it. Right, and two of you them know. have keyboards and one of them has a drum <laughs> yeah. pad. Three yeah. of them are keyboards, one of them's controlling the lights. Like, it's, yeah. there's, you know, it's... Exactly. It's I mean, this is why, you know, I'm sure we've mentioned it, but why so many shows are uh, uh, pit on stage these days, right? Yeah. Because you, you want to show it off and if you're going to hire people, you might as well get your money's worth and exactly. <laughs> prove that they exist. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, it's mad. It's absolutely mad. Um, but I don't know. I was going to say maybe we'll see a resurgence. I don't we think won't. we will. It's a we shame. absolutely won't. But I like to be optimistic. So maybe we'll see a resurgence. There you go. I like that. That's nice. One thing, can I, I'm going to give my choir a shout out. Well, yeah. we're no longer just a choir. Are you talking That's about Acquired Glasgow? Acquired Glasgow. Hey, hey, hey. Um, but we um, now have a musical theatre orchestra. No basically. shit. That's so, so cool. Um, we will play through uh, like the score of a musical. Um, we have very specific uh, deals with our licensors, so I can't actually say what the musical is, but sure. it's good, and we've done it on the podcast. Um, <laughs> and but you're you're getting um, forty to sixty players That's in cool. a room, and the joyous thing is we get to sing along with them, and That's that awesome. is unreal and an opportunity you don't get yeah i mean that's that's the thing right like there is you know the 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 joy of making music together yeah is a is a different goal than putting on a show for a paying audience yeah exactly exactly tommy and there's there's a crossover certainly but yeah it different 100 percent yeah, no, actually, that's a really good point. They are different things. So keep keep the dream alive in your homes, kids. Kid, we'll show you a great time tonight. <laughs> yes, for the next six hours, this town belongs to the Navy.
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Speaking of that wonderful, uh, here's the, and coming to you next, high on the hot radio waves of American propaganda. Yes. It's America. <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you uh, a real thing I said to my partner while we were watching this movie? Mm -hmm. I was trying to unpack why they made such an Americana propaganda movie. (laughs) Like, what do you mean, why? Well, not not why, obviously why, but like theorizing as we were watching this like oh this is a this is a fluff piece for the navy this is like yeah go america and like it i had to eat my words going back through research like it's ah, i couldn't find anything that was like and here's where uh you know compton and green and bernstein got pulled in by mccarthy in you know so they (laughs) needed to make a piece to prove that they were right no they were like yeah yeah you know, fuck yeah, America. <laughs> like, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. Which I don't know why my, well, I do know why I couldn't wrap my brain around that. Um. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I think America in the 40s, yeah. like wartime America, mm-hmm. was a very different America, I think. And I think there yeah. probably was a lot more, like, um, like pride. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to sure. say, you know? Um, and I think... Um, yeah, like that. That is, it's very much its own, like its brand of like mm-hmm. vibe is like wartime forties America. Like yeah. it is. There's so much um, contemporary references that we have that are tied to that um, in terms of like aesthetic and vibe. And um, yeah, I think it, it, they were obviously all affected by that in some ways. I mean, um, you know, Learning Bernstein was Jewish. Yeah. Uh, I think, in fact, I think they were all Jewish. I think they all were. Yeah. Um, so th- there you go. That it, right. It, it, that was a huge, a huge factor for them. I think, and you know, obviously, all living in New York, which even then was still a liberal right. place to live. Um, yep. And I think there, there is probably an element of like, well, we kind of want to write a little bit of a love letter to New York. Yeah. Right, but but there's it. It is also a reactionary piece to you know New York was a, a huge wartime port. Like yeah. the, 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 watch the musical, right? Sailors would right, arrive exactly, all the time, exactly. and it's a constant hundreds reminder of like of sailors. But it's it is interesting for a you know I, I the movie is reset after the war. I guess the mm. musical is a little ambiguous as to like. 
are we fully in wartime or not? I think I think it is. I think it just is. It yeah. feels like that. Um, so see if you take some other time, mm-hmm. right? So gonna wax lyrical for some other time a little bit because that is in my top ten musical theater songs of all time. Really. I absolutely adore it. Um, I remember because when I watched that um, d- DVD of my friend's high school yeah. production yeah. of it, and that song played, I was like, "What is that?" I was like, "That is st- like that is so stunning." And it was purely just the, the first time they did the "Oh well." Mm-hmm. I was like, "That's gorgeous." I was just like, like oh, "That's like powerful," <laughs> and like hit me. Um, and I've listened to it lots ever since, and like thought thought about it and contextualized uh-huh. it and things. And um, yeah, I just think. That song is so it exemplifies what I imagine was mm-hmm. the feeling at that time that sure. everyone could relate to of um maybe, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe I'll see you again. And whether that is the sailor that you've just hooked up with, whether that's your husband, whether that's your son, like yeah. uh, your brother, like there everyone I think can have that you know it, i don't know just that 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 feeling that thing that they can relate to totally. um of hopefully we'll catch up you know yeah. it's, it's bittersweet there's kind of nothing we can do about it but let's hold on to the time that we have like yeah. that's one of those pure like wartime feelings that uh, i just feel they've captured so yeah. well does that make well, sense and it is it is interesting i had not considered this before we'll you brought it up, but like mm. that is as close as we get to any kind of, I don't know, like true sadness in this show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like for for a show, at least in this context, that is about wartime. Yeah, um, that's an awfully restrained approach. Um, yeah. And like, but, you know, we we do see this like I think this is a a artistic trauma reaction to we see it in a lot of different contexts, right? About mm-hmm. like, but let's remember, <laughs> let's remember the good times about the war, you know? Yeah. And like, I joke, but it's true. Um, yeah. It's, and it, I, un, I understand um, <laughs> why, why it would hit you like it does because it is, yeah. because it is so reserved. Even the song itself, right? Yeah. Isn't like, oh, I'll miss you and I'll never see you. And as I ship off again later, then we may never, right? Exactly. There's nothing grand about it. It yeah. is so simple. And all, and it's, it, I just, I'm, I, again, I love this song so much. So like, it's the fact that these people have known each other for 24 hours. And you know, I have a little bit of a bugbear about that in some musicals of the like, we saw each other and then we're in love for, f- yeah. for 4,000 years. Um, it's, you know, this, it, it, they feel like they've known each other for 24 hours. Like, yeah. well, that was, that was fun, wasn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, well, maybe see you soon. We've all had that moment after yep. we've met yep. <laughs> You know what I mean? And I, I just think it, it, it's in that purely simplistic way. There's no melodrama. It's not, um, uh, what's that train one with the handkerchief? What's that um, brief encounter? Uh, it's not yes. brief encounter. Right, which is the same thing. It is, it is just a brief encounter. Yeah, you know, um, and it, I just think it is, and even just in terms of the melody and the structure of it, like it does swell, but it swells with the heart, and then it goes ah, and then oh well, I'm gonna go back down again into that denouement. There's no, there isn't a bam, bam. Right, it's not that at all. That isn't what it's about. Yeah, um, 
because no, you can't you can't guarantee that you can't right. guarantee the bump because all you've got is maybe. Yeah, you know, oh, I love it so much. I did not know one. I did not know your love for this song. <laughs> exactly, I not mean, many do. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, I hope the cold open was about you being single, because uh, I know this is this is your uh, this is your Welcome time to the twenty twenty four theme. By the way, yeah, screw- desperate times, Mrs. Love. <laughs> desperate times. <laughs> Where where it comes in the structure as well, like mm-hmm. there's a world where that could be the finale, um, yeah. and I think had this shown been written maybe nowadays or the seventies, you know, when we when we take some more risks and we're happy to leave people upset mm-hmm. um, or a little bit sad at the end, um, uh, it could have been, yeah, you know. But it's nice. I like I like the finale. Yeah, that I is do in like the, the show anyway. Yeah, and I love the like. Well, I just talked off the bus again, ending of like, they're right. back. And yeah. like, the the circle next? begins anew. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's, that's fun, you know? And uh, it, again, it's, it's realistic. It makes sense. It, 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 um, yeah. I just, uh, I'm into it. I'm into it. It is, it is interesting. Like I, as you said, a, a more contemporary musical might leave off on the sad note. But mm. my first reaction was like, I don't think a lot of them do. Like, mm. let's let's take a very contemporary show, Hades Town, um, mm. which from the very beginning they say to you, "This show's gonna have a sad ending." Yeah, right? and like that's the whole point of the show. He's gonna turn around and she's gonna disappear, and you're gonna be surprised by it anyway. Yeah, but but. If you actually break apart the actual show as it happens, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he turns around, she disappears, the lady in the back row gasps, is beautiful. Yeah. And then we still spend like 10 more minutes being like, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, we told yeah. you it was going to be like this, mm-hmm, and, we, yeah. and you're getting happy, aren't you, in the road yeah, ahead, exactly. right? Oh, you're yeah, getting happy again? Like, it's like, I was going to be listen, guess what? Isn't it beautiful all along? It's beautiful, guys. Right? Let's drink. And yeah. like in On the Town, it's like, well, some other time. We might meet some other time. How sad it is. Wait a minute. 
oh, it's happy again. Exactly. There, and then we're going to see you off. But like, it's still yeah. some other time. Right. So like. That's true, actually. That's true. We don't really do that. No. But what I was thinking, I was like, right, when, what, what are the ones that I'm thinking of? And the ones I'm thinking of are like Sweeney Todd, uh, Pippin. Right, um, mm. merrily in a way is yeah. disgusting because it's like oh right, God. it's heartbreaking. <laughs> like, yeah. so like, um, where yeah, it's this. But when were they all written? Yeah, the seventies. So yeah, I think that that's what they needed. It's really seventies. <laughs> if this was written in the seventies, interestingly, if this was written when it was first revived, yeah. And had that change, maybe that would have been a different story, right? Yeah, it's it's a good question. I mean, it does. It my my mind is reeling. Like we, you know, just spent five hours talking about how this was the prototype for American musical theater. Yeah, um, and that that there is kind of this pattern of like it's a sad ending, but we're gonna make it appetizing with an upbeat bows, right? right. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Is is just a very I don't know. It's a pattern I hadn't considered before. Absolutely. Um, because it is the musical comedy. Right. You know, well, whatever that means. Like, Do you think, I, I put this in this section, yeah. I, is this the first musical comedy? I mean, I bet we've already said that about something else. But Probably. Maybe, but maybe. maybe. I mean, like, I don't think Oklahoma is a musical comedy. No. I think it's a musical. It's an operetta. Right. Yeah. No, it's well, right. Where's where is your anything goes sitting mm, in this? Where fair. are your Cole Porters sitting in this? You know? Yeah, That's but like tricky. anything goes, you know, if we're if we're drawing the kind of like mishmashed Venn diagram timeline of this, anything yeah. goes feels prototyped from vaudeville, right? Yeah. Feels like we got a bunch of sketches, we got a bunch of numbers, we're gonna throw it's them like together. SNL, the musical. But it doesn't. It nothing. It does, they don't need to be together. We're all on a boat. No. Ah, um, <laughs> that should yeah. be actually the name of anything goes. Um, <laughs> We're all on a boat. Dot dot dot. Ah, right. And like um, uh, Oklahoma has its roots in opera more so. Right. Mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. opera borrowing from vaudeville, but not mm -hmm. birthed from it. Mm -hmm. A showboat certainly not a musical comedy. No. Oh, right. An opera at at comparison for sure. Yeah. But like so, they yeah. brought on sketch writers to write sketches for this show based on a ballet. Like, I think it's the first musical comedy. I just find it interesting, though, because like, I mean, we, you know, we nerd out and we read a lot of academic text about musical theater. This yeah. never gets mentioned. It never gets mentioned. Yeah. I And I, I think it is it is a... Uh, you know, m musicals will always be the genre that are apologizing for themselves. And you, yeah. I think you see it a lot in academic discourse. You see it in the genre itself, right? We, we, the dream ballet joke is a dead horse at this point. Yeah, true. But like, it, it is, I don't know. There is a reticence of embracing that art form, right? Mm. Which I guess it would be, my brain's like trying to draw a contemporary comparison. Um and I imagine that's like saying like, well, let's look at how uh, important the Saturday Night Live sketches were from the 1981, right? Like, yeah. that sounds ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so like there, there is an essence of that baked into it as well, right? It's yeah, musical comedy. Right. It's, it's yeah. fluffy. But like they took it seriously. And uh, I don't know. I, I always find that so heartening. Yeah, very much so. Um 
I, I, I like, I, I don't know, I like that we're talking, about, I, we, we, we don't have a place in this, but I do like that we're talking about it because it's, yeah, if everyone, everyone always says it's Oklahoma, it's showboat. And, you know, this was very much here and it's still doing lots of wonderful, wonderful things mm. that are, are genre defining and maybe actually it took the genre a little while to catch up with quite a lot of things yeah. that these guys were doing you know absolutely um, because so I think it's really important to kind of talk about here if we're talking about this show as a reflection of America mm-hmm. the America that they create in this show is a really beautiful place because yeah. everyone's there you know yep. what I mean and it's fine that they are like yeah. that is literally no one was doing that yeah um at that point. So yeah. this was like, so bold. You you wouldn't you wouldn't know it uh you know looking at some of this stuff today like especially if you watch the movie and you hear us say like yeah look at this very progressive non-racist thing you'd be like yeah. wait a minute. Yeah, um, exactly. Which look is at fair. the 2014 revival. Right? Like nah. um right? But for its time, you know, they're uh uh like in the 40s, they had an integrated cast. Yeah. Um they even just as we've talked about before, right? And this is this is going to sound very la la land and I know that, right? <laughs> but that uh Bernstein is using a bunch of jazz motifs and swing and like mm-hmm. music of black folk and yeah. it yeah, in yeah, a popular yeah. medium and blending it together unapologetically in yeah. what is quote unquote and I know this is so problematic, but like a, a elevated higher f- form of art. Absolutely. It's a big deal. It's a big deal yeah. for its time and is, is easy to overlook through today's lens. Massively. And I think, um, yeah, it's, so uh, we haven't really said what would be, be around the wish. Basically, they had like a, a, a mixed race cast. Yeah. Um, like there were um, like black male sailors um, dancing in the chorus with, white female sailors yeah. um, very happily in the curtain call everyone was all together yeah. um, the uh, the lead who plays Ivy is Japanese American mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah the the first um, the first conductor of this uh, Everett Lee um, was the first black conductor of any musical like the these are these are like landmark yeah. things. And I I think I want to just double check this, but I think mm-hmm. even at the time the the navy itself was still segregated. Really? I'm pretty sure. Let me just double check. Um oh, yeah, I mean up up until 1942 at least there is right, still okay. a a bunch of pressure about even enlisting uh black folk in the navy. Oh my gosh. Uh, Mar- March 1944, the first group of African Americans commissioned as officers. Like, wow. so, so to have, yeah, where that's just, it's like this isn't, it's not like hot take. It's right. No, this is just, this is the story. Thank you. Let's proceed. Um, right. Yeah, come on, that's incredible. Yeah. Um, and I love what I love as well is that it was um, Lenny, Betty, and Adolf who were like championing that, and that was totally. a big part. Like, it was uh, Bernstein who was. He was fully champing Everett Lee to be the conductor. He'd seen him conduct um, something. I can't remember. That's awful. Um, he'd seen him conduct and was like, I, I want him. In the meantime, Oscar Hammerstein was like, he ain't conducting my show because it won't sell when it goes on tour in the South. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, that's, it, it wasn't, that wasn't even a consideration for Bernstein. So right. come on now. That's yep. just 
great. Like big steps. And like our our requisite asterisk, right? We're two white guys talking about this. Yeah. And this is white saviorism through a contemporary lens. Absolutely. Hundo. And doesn't mean we shouldn't acknowledge these successes for what they were at the time. Exactly. Because I genuinely, like, until we were researching the show, I had no idea that this show was yeah. a show that was doing that. You yeah. know I mean? And I would never have thought that, honestly. Again, you look at the film, you look at the revival, the most mm-hmm. recent revival, you think, oh, yeah, just that makes sense. It's it's, it's a big white show. Like, right. it, and it feels, it, because it's Americana, right. you feel like that's what it's probably going to be. Right. You know? Yeah. And then, ta-da, it's not. So, yeah. yeah. Listen, hats off to them. Yeah, they're they're taking some steps. Are. Well done, guys. Well, they'll be listening. <laughs> <laughs> we love Jim and Tomic's musical theater happy. Are now. any of them alive? No. No. <laughs> no. But interestingly, the Everett Lee, the conductor, I think uh, only died a couple of years ago. No way. Yeah, 105 he lived to. Holy cow. Yeah, he moved to, I think he moved to Sweden. I think that was the, or Switzerland, one of them. Uh, that's, I that's think that the was dream. the ticket. Get that sounds nice, awesome. Nice outside air, you know. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> good on him. Um, big fan, big, big fan. Well, uh, sp- oh, no, I got this. Speaking yeah. of clean, fresh, outside air, do you want to talk about New York? <laughs> <laughs> the city of clean fresh outside there a hundred percent Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, listen, Tommy. It's no, it's, there's no lies that I love New York. Yeah. What's yeah. your favorite? What will you list off the many sights you want to see in New York in song? Uh, <laughs> Only if you're driving the cab. I like. Well, I don't have a lot of proof on this. The only. Uh, uh, photos I could find of the cab that are like contemporary with the original production are mm-hmm. from, uh, if I can find the link again, I'll put it in the show notes. They're yeah, yeah, a, yeah. a newsreel, like a, a send this to the boys overseas newsreel footage of, um, 
uh, come up to my place. And then uh, bizarrely Chattanooga Choo Choo. Um, <laughs> like, pardon me, boys. Yep. Yes. Watch in. Um, and it's it's a delightful whoever uh, whoever is playing. Oh, I feel bad that I can't remember her name right now. But the cab driver. Uh, um, uh, Br- Br- not Brynhilda, Hildy. Hildy, and uh, whoever's yeah. playing her is like, we just wanted to show you a number from the show. And then they do uh, 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 the taxi cab number. And then she's right. like, well, that was fun, wasn't it? This next part isn't in the real show. This one's just for you boys. And then there's like four other girls that walk off and they're like, hi, I'm Sally. Um, and then they <laughs> sing Chattanooga Choo Choo. <laughs> I'd be and some fantastic. Other that um, excellent. Yes. Well, th- th- it's really interesting. They're kind of like going off topic already. We've not even started the topic. <laughs> yes. um, but uh, apparently, Betty Comden, obviously, she was in it. Um, mm. Got so many fan letters because the obviously the musical was used quite heavily in the war effort. Absolutely, um, as a like big motivator. Um, and I think she went and did some touring, not like, like a full USO tour, like, yeah. but I think she did a few appearances. Um, and people were like, right, they're like, you are a bombshell. You are like this, like these songs are absolutely incredible. Good for her. And then when they found out that she wrote it, they were like, oh, you're perfect. <laughs> and it's like, it's so interesting that like, yeah. you know, Betty Comden, the sex symbol, but also Betty Comden really appreciated for her art. For her art, you know? yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, I mean, that's truly, great. There's, there's a lot of, you know, right, Betty Comden, the female figure in musical theater authorship for decades right <laughs> like, like uh her yeah her that's it for a while at least yep um you know i'm sure god i say that i do you ever say something exactly. and you're like oh you're no like, oh, i'm wait. forgetting someone <laughs> but I, no i i don't think so yeah i don't think like who <laughs> hold on hold on i'm holding i'm just looking up when mary rogers was Oh, yeah. Mary Rogers was born in 1931. Okay. <laughs> Please. Mary Rogers looked up to Betty Comden. Absolutely. Right. Um, <laughs> what was that? Oh, the. <laughs> you want to know my point? The cab yeah. was really big in the film they sent oh, to the nice. army. Excellent. And Good. it's gotten smaller in recent revivals. That was it's it. It's so small. It's, well, because they're trying to. Uh, okay. There is. I was going to put this somewhere else, but I need to let you know. Mm-hmm. It must be. The God, the '98 revival. I know what you're about to say. Yeah, there is an amazing clip of the Rosie O'Donnell show, featuring a 23 year old Jesse Tyler Ferguson and Leah Delaria. Yeah, um, yeah. Is that how you say her last name? I think so. Yeah. Um, uh, who you may know from the orange from Orange Is the New Black. <laughs> yes. Um, I had no idea. She was a singer. I went down a whole YouTube rabbit hole that is a, would be a, a double sidebar for this conversation. Right. I think I did know that she sang. Um, I feel like she might sing in Orange is the New Black. Maybe. I, I would feel like that. there was a moment. Um, but yeah, I hadn't seen this until this. Yes. And oh my goodness. It's funny. well, one, she's a delight. Two, on the topic of the cab getting closer, right? Mm. They're trying to play up like he's uncomfortable that he's so close to her. Um, But like, she's a big old lesbian. He's a flaming homosexual. Exactly. Uh, And there is a little bit 
And like I, you know, I can't tell. It's ninety. It's the nineties, right? Are they playing uh, this for the that joke? Then were they playing it for the that joke in the forties? Well, know. I know that's the thing. Is like of all the characters, like Chip is the most queer coded. Right. Like it, it does make sense. Although, but and I will. Hilda's at least bisexual. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. at least. Um, I mean that's they, canon. they do they in in the movie, right? You know, oh my god, it's a lady driving a cab, right? That's part of the Yeah, exactly exactly. Um so I yeah, it's it's just so funny though to see like little Twinkie Oh um, my god. Uh, Jason Taylor Ferguson. It's cute. Yeah. They're a match made in heaven. It's you know? it's really a delight. Rosie, it's it's so fun. I don't know if you watched the full clip because yeah. uh, uh, Rosie is then like they finish the number and she walk. They do I can cook too, um, uh-huh. and she walks out and she's like, "Oh my god, it was great!" And she's like, "Jesse, you're young, right? Twenty three, cool. All right, Leah, let's talk about it." And then <laughs> like Jesse just kind of has to stand there awkwardly and smile as the two lesbians talk it out. <laughs> It's so good. It's a delight. Like, he must have. That must have been so early in his career. Oh like, yeah, ninety eight. What the hell? Like, what, yeah, I can't. Twenty three. I bet his Broadway debut. Debut. It must have um, been surely. Yeah. Um which is just what? lovely. Um, but I, what I will actually say um, to Leah Delaria's uh, credit, mm-hmm. she sounds like Ella Fitzgerald. Oh, she's. I fell down this whole rabbit hole. We'll put it in the uh, notes too. It is a, uh, and I tweeted about it at like one a.m last week so no one Classic. saw it yeah. uh, uh she performs at some jazz festival somewhere um okay. and does a cool jazz rendition of uh attend the tale of sweeney todd stop that it is a delight attend the tale of sweeney todd it's beautiful yes. and like she's so we've got that it. we've got disco sweeney todd what's next what's next what's next I I should say this I should say this on the podcast because every like month or so I get a requ- a share request for Disco Sweeney Todd the video that's like sitting in our show notes somewhere it must have been on that episode um, a share request because it's a Google Drive file uh, because it wasn't on <laughs> YouTube because it got like copyright struck on YouTube and Hilarious. the file has also gotten taken down from Google Drive for Excellent. the same reason but I can't like unown the file wow. <laughs> so, so forever you if you find this I don't have the video anymore <laughs> find <Anyway>. it yourselves <laughs> well, uh, New York it's a beautiful town <laughs> yeah that's that I'll do I um, I will say on the topic of clean air, which is how we got here. Um, uh, in the movie, all of the establishing shots from the uh, the the dock from like you know they're getting on the boat, they're getting off the boat, and they mm-hmm. pan up to this beautiful New York skyline. But it's not yeah. beautiful because in the foreground are like three smokestacks. Yeah, it's that amazing. are just like vomiting smog into the city. Exactly, and this was like this was for, you know this was the days of like we know what New York's like. Yeah, we're just gonna we're gonna write that and like and that, that New York was dirty like that was yeah. dirty New York days, um, which I I love. Yeah, I mean that's it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, yeah. it, it's I here's here's where I can put it in. I made yeah. a I made a map of the uh, not just the cab drive but also all the other places yeah. uh, mentioned, um, and I will say you know this hopefully comes as no surprise. What an accurate detailed depiction of places in new york 
um, like all the places they mentioned that are closed and uh-huh. the places that replace them and what would have been in a guidebook for the time. And like, you know, to me, right. I don't, I know what the Woolworth building is because I live in this space, but like, mm. I don't know if anyone coming to like the, you know, your, your high school trip drags you to the 2014 revival. Uh, and they're talking about going to Lindy's, right? right. I, you don't know. You don't know what that means. You don't know. You don't care. Yeah. But like, as I was building this map, be like, where, where was Lindy's and what was Lindy's? Right. And find out like, oh yeah, it closed then. And there was a diner and it had, there's one, there was one, it's one of the diners they mentioned that had two locations. Wow. And I don't know which one they were talking oh, about. Gosh. Um, if only they were alive and we could ask them. <laughs> it doesn't matter. But like, what an accurate depiction of New York. And while mm. that it's still like, I don't know. I When I visit New York, it still feels like, yeah. And what club do you want to go to next at midnight at 1 a.m. at yeah. 2 a.m.? And end up, you know, 5 a.m. at the Coney Island of whatever the Coney Island is of exactly. your world. Exactly. Exactly. Just make sure you go to Lindy's. That's the main thing. Um, no, it's good. Tommy will be doing um, guided on the town tours. Yeah, uh, starting I think next month. Is that next right? Next month. Yeah. But and first you have to come up to my place, I guess, and I'm gonna cook for you with a bunch of metaphors. Wow. Um, well, listen, full service package there. That's good. Gross. No promises. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's a great tour. I, I really recommend it. Yeah, I think um, the the kind of New York backdrop is is really interesting, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about um, the revivals, yeah, um, because they've never really landed. I think twenty fourteen was open for a year, which yeah. you know by nowadays standards, it's, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, critically, it did pretty well, um, mm-hmm. but. Audiences weren't really hugely buying it. Um, the 98 one was a bit of a damp squib, and the 70s one didn't really do well at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think that's quite interesting because, you know, whenever kind of West Side Story comes to town, mm-hmm. there's no question. It's just great, you know? Um, well, the, the, the Evo Van Hove one might beg to differ, but... That, yes, okay, fair. Although, to be fair, I we think don't... I would have loved it. We don't know. I I fell down I a rabbit hole. Uh, there's a great boot of Isaac Cole Powell doing yeah. Maria. I think that's um, the reason why I would have loved it. I know he's fun to look at. It's beautiful. Um, <laughs> it's it's an interesting choice. Like they right. like, and I mean, obvious, right? Van Hove, right? It, it's an interesting choice. Good subtitle. Anything he works exactly. on. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but I just feel like it's it's. Yeah, it'd be really hard to do like a naff West Side story. I, I, I yeah. just don't know how that would work um, because it's so elevated, right? right? And so much of it is from from the music. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I feel like with On the Town, the scores are similar in scale. Like they feel like they're yeah. very different, obviously, yeah. but they feel similar in scale and they feel like they would have the same kind of power to just like, oh yeah, well, it's On the Town. So you're going to go, you're going to have a great time. So I was thinking a lot about the 70s and why that didn't work. Yeah. And I was thinking about like the time period and obviously... In the original production, we were in the midst of World War II. Mm -hmm. In the 70s production, we were in the midst of the Vietnam War, right? Right. And at that time in World War II, you know, we were only six months away, five months away from the war ending, you know? Right. Um, on an upswing, very yeah. much so. Um, yeah. And there was a lot of hope and there was a lot of, like, um, there, the, it, there was a lot of spirit attached right. to it. That didn't happen with Vietnam. That wasn't that was <laughs> no. that didn't exist, you know. And I think a musical about wartime spirit. Do you know right. what I mean? Even one as like as human as this, because I think wartime spirit is there. Yeah, because they are sailors and yeah. they're on shore leave. But yeah. the, the the buck kind of stops there. You know, yeah. what I mean, they don't talk about their experiences. There's none of that. I wonder if this is why my, you know, uh, uh, lower brain upon watching the movie was like, well, this must be a like veiled apology during McCarthyism. They can't possibly be right because I, I live in this space yeah, and I'm just kind yeah. of programmed to be like, no one could possibly be so uh, unabashedly pro-America. That just seems ridiculous. Yeah. Right. Yeah, 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 exactly. Ex yeah, exactly. Um so I, I don't know. I just, I, I feel like that might have been one of the big contributing factors. Yeah. And then it kind of got me thinking about like, well, I think one of the reasons why it was so successful originally was because it fully just captured the spirit of the time. Mm -hmm. um, and I wonder then just about revivals in general. And actually, is that a big challenge that producers and creatives are thinking about? Mm -hmm. Is like, how do we like, capture the spirit or yeah. how do we completely change the spirit to focus yeah. it somewhere else um, in order to try and make it feel like relevant to make it feel contemporary yeah. when it was contemporary and loved in its original form. Yeah, you know? absolutely. I mean, like I, I don't, the, maybe because I, I live, I have lived in show selection for a while now, right? You, you work, yeah. um, you work in a high school and you choose a new show every year. Yeah. Um, and so you're always asking the question, right? Like why, why now? Why, why this? Now? And yeah. usually it's because you have 16 girls and two guys. Why and, now? Why right? this sperm? <laughs> Sorry. I had to, yeah, keep going. <laughs> um, but like we, uh, you know, uh, we did Fiddler on the Roof last year. Um, mm -hmm. And like, okay, yeah, this is a show about refugees. This is a show yeah, yeah, about, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, uh, religious persecution and a bunch of contemporary issues, right? Absolutely. Um, it's, it is definitely harder. I would find it a tough time to say why now on the town I'd find it tough this year. I'd find it tough 10 years ago. Yeah. I'd find it tough 20 years ago. Like, I don't know. I don't – I can't think of a time – in since World War II and just post, right? When we can unabashedly be a, like America, yeah. And because, but I think it, that's the thing is it, it's it's not because the people saying America uh -huh. are 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 very different from Comden right. Green and Bernstein. I think right. that's the the crucial point here is that yeah. it, it isn't that. I think there's almost a place for it if it was that, which is right. weird, um, which is weird, yeah, right. But because it's like, um. 
you want it to be. It's almost like I can see people going like, well, I want this to be more like yeah. uh, Captain America. Do you know what right. I mean? Like I right. want it to be that that wartime rather yeah. than like why like why is it focused on women? You yeah. know why why about why am I caring about them I so mean, much? Even why to, are the to, men bipartisan? Like, They're the soldiers, you know. It's so I on I think this is a double edged sword, but it's not. It's so focused not just on women, but like the active pursuit of women, mm, right? Mm-hmm. Which like is you know the the progressive ideals of yesteryear are now the disgusting gross ideals of today. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, but like is framed in a what uh, I don't know progressive way for the time i say tentatively um Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but it's hard to modernize that and it's so it's so baked into it right yeah like i think speaking to the new york stuff it it is you know it's so written into the lyrics of things like some some of the things they talk about like here's the closed thing and here's the thing that's opened now and some of those things aren't even open anymore um and so you've got a double layer of um archaicness built into it yeah you can't you can't write that out you can't you know how do you adapt this for a 2024 audience i don't know no, exactly. It it doesn't make sense. So then, yeah, it just it, it does just hint to that vibe of like, is it just for the enjoyment? Is it just for like the nostalgia factor? Right. And then it's like, well, we're just theater setting that because it's you're not it's not the same. It's different. Right. It's not nostalgia. You have to do it differently. Yeah. Um and I find that interesting. Do you think <laughs> Don't know where do I you sit think on it. we'll see a revival of On the Town ever again on Broadway? Um yeah, I don't know. Like, maybe, but I think, you know, what the hell would Ivan Van Holmes <laughs> on the time look like? Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel yeah. like that's all you can do now. In the yeah. same way that if West Side Story came back, yeah. um, obviously not that long after the Spanish production, the Spanish language mm-hmm. one, like, unless they were doing that again and then right. somehow elevating it more, right. it maybe would have been a bit of a damp script. But I think because it was like, well, no, I'm just going to completely tear up the rule book here. We're just yeah. going to go well, for this. And it is interesting. I think this is the place to mention this, but it's a thought mm. I've had. Like, it is interesting that we had the COVID postponed slash canceled uh, Van Hove West Side Story yeah. alongside the the Spielberg movie revival, yeah. um, which was gorgeous and I loved. And, like, you see almost in what you're saying the kind of divergence of the two art forms. Like, the yes. movie itself is a nostalgia piece for the first movie. Yes. Like, very clearly. To, down to the fact that they're, you know, they're bringing back the old crew, right? Exactly. Um, whereas, like, to because it can sit in that movie space where, like, the old West Side Story movie can also sit as a nostalgia piece because it is locked in time. Yeah. Whereas reviving something, you don't have that luxury. No, you just don't. You just don't. It's so, it, it just, because it's, it's theater, so you've, you're, that's what you're being critiqued on, you right. know? Um, it's, it's really challenging. Because, yeah. it, and I think, isn't it interesting, we're kind of seeing, like, look at the Oklahoma revival. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of others. There's, there's one that was in my head just there. Nope. <laughs> But look at the Oklahoma revival, yeah. right? Where, it, you know, again, here's a classic seminal right. piece of music theater work and we're going to tear up the rule book again. We're just going to yeah. do it differently. Is that the trend? Is that the thing that people are now going to really be thinking about when it comes to revivals? No, it's not. 
because of Sweeney Todd. I've just thought of that. Yeah. That it is wild. Traditional production. It is wild that the new Sweeney Todd is, you know, it, it just asks the question, like, what if we did Sweeney Todd for the first time this year? Um, <laughs> right. And it, I would say it's even from what I've seen less innovative than the original. Um, yeah, sure. Like, yeah. But, like in, terms, in terms of the technologies available to you at the time, yeah. Right. Like the, um, the, the original is doing all this Brechtian shit. Like they're, mm-hmm. you know, it's very presentational and uh, alienating. And like that's baked into the show. So obviously it's going to happen in the revival. But they're not yeah. doing some of the same kind of like, and the whole chorus is here telling you this story. And aren't you scared of everyone on stage? Right. Um, and also they cast Aaron Fate in it. Like his face was pale and his eye was odd. I don't think so, <sighs> girlfriend. Uh, I know. <laughs> So there's a, yeah, a, lot, it's, it's, a lot more to unpack, but so they there you go. We we there's no there's no there's no answer there's no question we don't know the answers and there's no rhyme nor reason. I'm really excited to go see a fully stripped down Broadway theater where you can see straight into the wings and there's a big video screen on the back wall and God who's gonna play Gaby? Um, uh. At this rate, probably it probably will be Josh Groban. It probably rate. will be Josh Groban, but yeah. he takes his shirt off and starts dancing ballet. Yeah, and I th- his I wonder, face is behind him. No, but maybe that's how they do it. Is they really just lean into the sex? Do you know what yeah. I mean? Because yeah, like maybe. there is a world where this is a very sexy piece, right? And like right? it's it, it is so wild for how like. Uh, in the text, the sex is overt, but like in the in the characters and who they are, it's like right. a, a bedtime fairy tale story of sex. Right, like, exactly. Come up to my place. Yeah, ex- uh-huh. I can cook. I, you know, right. Which like taste my ragu. So like, yeah. is dripping in like metaphor right. and uh, 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 innuendo. Uh-huh. Um, like, but imagine setting. Uh-huh. This is. I've just thought this. Imagine setting some other time instead of being on a train said it during morning sex <laughs> that's a wild choice yeah that's hot yeah that's what they do <sighs> right but you know is there is that is that all right it's not, i mean it's not i think it's i think if here's if if like if you took that idea and ran with it today, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think then the question we'd be talking about on this podcast is like, do we really need to be glorifying this heteronormative <laughs> pursuit of women? Right? Like I, I think then but, if you really well, lean into that. Hi, tough. Tommy. Tommy, t- talk about segue. I'm so proud of you. Let's talk about women. <laughs> Oh, Jimmy, I thought you'd never ask. (laughs) (laughs) Modern man, what is it? Just a collection of complexes and neurotic impulses that occasionally break through. You mean sometimes you blow your top like me? I do. To stay controlled, but I get carried away. Try to act aloof and cold, but I get carried away. Carried away, carried away, carried away. I get carried away. When I sit and listen to a symphony, 
Why can't I just say the music's grand? Why must I leap upon the stage hysterically? They're playing pizzicato and everything goes blotto. I grab the maestro stick and start unleading the carried, carried away, carried away. You get carried, just carried away. I've had this sidebar thought. It's 2024. Do we need to replace the segue with one of those like hoverboards or like, uh, do you, do you have those like single wheel monocycle things that people zoom around on? I mean, I've seen them. Do we have them in like the Western world? I thought that was like, like sort of far I East. I see them. I see them like, on Japanese. the street in Denver all the time. Really? We don't have them yeah. here. Well, oh. not they might have them in London. London's different. Are you and like? There's two different kinds. There's the one that's like it's it's the the wheel goes between your legs and you're yeah. facing forward, and then there's I've one that's that. like a skateboard, but it's got a wheel in the middle of it. Oh no, I've not seen that. No, we we're like we're leaning into the like e scooter. Oh, we got those too. All over the place. Yeah, um, they're big in London, and you can like hire them like that kind of like they're on the street yeah. and you're you're popping about. Um, the the little monocycle thing might might be a thing. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. Not in Scotland. All right. So you're too, no, you've got too many hills. That's my assumption. Too many hills. We need a segue. <laughs> <laughs> segue can do hills. I think. I don't know. I've never this is one. this is me avoiding talking about girls. Um, yeah, exactly. Let's talk about <laughs> segues instead. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've we've touched upon it a couple of times, right? But like this, the show sits at from from a contemporary view, an mm. interesting intersection between like progressive for its time, yeah. in you know uh, uh, female representation, but what like if this came out today, we would call it grossly problematic. Um, so this is the thing: would we? <laughs> right? it's a good it's a good question and i like how you receded into like and i'm doing a video essay on YouTube yeah, right exactly. now. but would we right and now we let's like find zoom out. in on a cassette and go <laughs> click play yeah. and then a theme song and then i play. no then i swing in a picture like but first i just need to speak to you about surfshark you know what i mean like that's what it would <laughs> right, be exactly anyway um a, a fair question. Like we, when, when we were watching it, my, my partner said, I mean, he was taken for a wild ride mm. on how women were presented in this show. Mm-hmm, um, and like watching at, at the least film in the film. Um, I, I'm curious how much it would come. I've never seen a stage production. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm curious how much it would come across. At least the film is very much like the, the whole thing rides on, I guess I, I didn't mention this in the synopsis. We're keeping mm. up the illusion that Miss Turnstiles is an important thing and not just a silly little uh, uh, award that doesn't mean anything, right? Katie right. is under the impression that this is a huge deal. Yeah, um, yeah. And throughout the show, specifically, all the girls are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Here, we got you. We got you. We'll keep, we'll keep, we'll keep up this charade, um, which like is, is a very cool, progressive, girl powery kind of thing. It it feels, I think, and it's interesting because because I've not I've not watched the film all the way through, so we're coming at it from very different angles here, right? Totally. Um, but I think that's important because there will be a lot of people who've only seen the film. There will be a lot of people mm-hmm. who've only seen the show, right? Um, and I think for me, it it just there's a lot of equality going on. That is what it kind of feels like, yeah. right? Yeah, sure, um, and. It's particularly with someone like Hildy, right? Mm-hmm. She's 
she is literally in the driving seat yeah. when it comes to her relationship with Chip, right? And it doesn't feel like... Um, it doesn't feel like... I can't remember the name of the character. The one from Brigadoon? Oh. Uh, I know, I know. It doesn't it doesn't really matter. Awful yeah. written character. Um right. the one of like the wild woman of the the one who's, you know, shagging all the boys right. and all that. Right. It's not that. It doesn't yeah. have that. She is very much like, take it or leave it. Yeah. And you know, I know why you're here. I know what I want. Yeah. Come up to my place. Like, and that I think's cool. Like yeah. I I really like the kind of like there is a lot of agency there. Yeah. You well, know? and I mean, like, you know, uh, uh, hold it up next to female representation in Oklahoma, right? Come on. A, yes. a year prior, both of these shows, when they come out, right, are contemporaneous or they, they're mm-hmm. meant to be set now, at least mm-hmm. is the assumption I get. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have wildly different representation of women. Yeah. Like a, um, a homesteading kind of homemaker versus exa- I, I drive a cab now. Yes, and so, th- so and this is a big thing, and this is talked to quite a lot in like kind of the academic discourse. But um, obviously, Hildy is fully based on um, was it Ruth Rivington or something? Ruth the Riveter. <laughs> oh, you're so Scottish, Rosie yeah, the Riveter. Rosie the um, Riveter. Yeah, that one. Yeah, well um, then, Jimmy's uh, posing for those of you listening. I'm posing. Home. Yeah, uh, and I look just like her. Um, so. Uh, Ruth I got that news, Jimmy, kinda. Um, <laughs> Ruth Rivington is what I good, said. Ruth Rivington is good. <laughs> that's fun. That's that's Awful. evocative. Anyway, that's Rosie, going in a D and D campaign at some point. Uh, yes, do that, and she can be a bit yeah. like that. Yeah, barbarian. Yeah, Carlac is Ruth Rivington. Anyway, it doesn't matter. We're <laughs> way off. Anyway, but yes, um, th- that's you know that is the basis of that role. It, you know, she was designed on the stage to look like her. Like this is all this is all the thing, um, and it's to to kind of discuss that contemporaneous thing of well, well, all the men are away, the women are going to be the backbone of the nation now because right. Uh, the, someone needs to run the country. You know, I mean, someone not run the country. We wish right. um, someone needs to do all the work in the country. Right. Exactly. Um, well, yeah, totally. And I mean, like this is you know we're we're in like first wave feminism still just a bit. We yes. don't hit yeah, second yeah, yeah. wave to like the sixties, so it is still just like the gals can do it too. You know, <laughs> um, and, and this show is very fully the gals can do it too. They have ownership mm-hmm. over their own life. They have ownership over their bedrooms, yep. um, the men they bring into their life or don't. Yeah. Um, and know. I think it's it's interesting because I think there's definitely like, there's a reading you could do of I Can Cook too, mm-hmm. because she's basically been like, I can cook, I can run a house. You know, she's like, I can do all of these like 1950s housewife things. Right. Um, but really all she is saying is I'm great in bed. Yes, like that, that is at its heart. And I think it's fun that it's dressed up as I am a homemaker and I'm wonderful. And actually at its heart, what she's saying is I'm a ride. So like, I just think that I, I love that. That's subversive to me. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, I mean, I, as presented in the show, it's a comedy song. It's not presented as terribly subversive. Mm, um, mm. And I can't, I'm struggling to come up with a different example. Like there are plenty of 
numbers and shows of like, hey, I'm great in bed, right? But they're presented as more subversive. They are presented yeah. as, you know, making you feel a little uncomfortable, perhaps. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I can cook too. It's not a song that is meant to make you uncomfortable, right? No, it's like, yeah, that's that the girl one you're can singing get on your it. way out. Like, yeah. Um, I think as well, because she's not a seductress. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's not like um, she's. Uh, like she's not like a, a Maria Maria Reynolds from Maria Reynolds from mm. Hamilton. Like it's not mm. that character who's kind of coming in and being like, "I'm gonna ruin your life with sex." Right. It's right. not that. It's like, let's have some fun. Yeah, cool. Right. Like right. you know, right. I think that's great. Because and again, it, you know, to kind of go back to the chat about um, some other time, like mm-hmm. that's all it ever is. It's just like let's have some fun. Like it's, it's just it, it's just so nice and easy and yeah. simple. Yeah. Um, it it is really funny to me that uh there there is an in, uh, how do I hold on here come the words there is an interesting intersection between like there there is this illusion of american puritanical values yep. which would never ever talk about sex hookup culture one night stands right that is a Against the rules, we don't even mention it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this show very much does. It's almost the full conceit of the show. Um, yeah. And on the other hand, it now has this striking like Americana, you know, Uncle Sam, right? Do it for the boys in blue kind of uh, feeling that is, uh, I don't know. It's interesting that those are both together. Yeah. Yeah, it is tricky, isn't it? Because what it's like, what is the main aim? Yeah, you and know, like the main, when, the main aim, and this is the delight of it, right? Like we, we are the. I remember the one of the good pieces of advice I got in theater college um, was like the 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 borders of authorial intent, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, Tom's hat. Some sailor hat and the glass menagerie is a circle and it, it points to the circular nature of <laughs> life and death. Like, no, it doesn't. Um, yes. <laughs> right. Uh, and any, religion. any discussion like what we have will border on these sort of things, right? They just want yeah, to tell yeah, a yeah. story. They're just reacting to the stuff in front of them. Right. Absolutely. Um, they couldn't possibly know what a podcast is, much less that we'd be doing one about that. Right. Exactly. Um, so at, at a certain point, it becomes a fool's errand to discuss this stuff. And yet it is interesting to see a like both and situation of these things showing up at once, like where American patriotism is embodied in (laughs) horny sailors from the 40s. Right. And that like, isn't that the kind of thing that people are going to relate to? Yeah. Like that is the stuff like that your average Joe who's going to see a musical would be like, oh, yeah. I vibe yeah. with that rather than like I'm standing for my country. I am Captain America. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like it, it does to the the um the film they sent off to war, right? Where the the four and then the four girls and like we got these girls for you to look at too, right? Yeah. Can you imagine if in the year of our Lord 2024 they were like, and here's the video we're sending to the men overseas, right? And they're like, hello, I'm a sexy lady. Right? Yeah, yeah. It'd be wild. It's mad. But that that was a part of it. Yeah. Look, look at the feedback that Betty Comden got, you know, like, yeah. you are a sex symbol. 
Yeah. Well done for writing this show too. You know what I mean? Like, like it's lovely, but it, yeah, it is of its time, isn't it? Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's not. Maybe I am being quite like narrow-minded about it, and actually, it could be better. And I think what I can't do is I can't remove it from the fact that it's the 1940s. You know? Yeah. I mean, I I I combed through a, a fair number of reviews from the time and mm-hmm. didn't come across anything that was like, oh, the sex was too much. Or yeah, okay. it was too raunchy, or and like they, you know, reviews of the time wouldn't wouldn't not say that. Like I've seen Absolutely. plenty of things from the time where I'm like, oh, this was too body, this was yeah. you know too risque. Um, yeah. So it, interesting. Like, did they sneak one under the radar in mm. the time, or did they just have an audience that was like, yeah, go you know get it, girl, love it, yeah, exactly. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> And I, th- I think one of the is- one of the issues is um, mm-hmm. th- when the fifties and sixties hit with McCarthyism and things like that. Right. Suddenly it was like, oh no, agency! No, no, no! You can't have that. Right. Give right. us that back. How dare and, you? Like, <laughs> like I, we we see. You know, this is a thing. Uh, having been wading through a lot of academic articles recently too, mm. right? It, it has a quieting effect on the commentary of the era that makes some of, like, this is why we have these questions, right? Yeah. Not yeah, yeah, only yeah. are, like, we're curious about what it was like at the time, it was also against the rules to have discourse talking about these things. Exactly. And so there's, like, this this uh, gap in <laughs> sex discourse Mm-hmm. sometimes in like the 50s and 60s totally totally and it's you kind of forget so you're resetting then and then yeah. that's when the 70s got very weird and then it was also a bit like oh well that's like oh that's too right. out there you know right and it's like well actually no it's just kind of like it's natural but it feels really yeah. weird because it's been so bad like yeah i don't know yeah there's there's a there's a conversation piece there's a thesis to be had there um but all of this to say on the town is really it's doing some stuff. It's really doing some stuff. It's worth it's it is for being the first piece of musical comedy. I mean, maybe that's it too. Maybe that's why I'm having that reaction as well. Like mm. it is not just fluff. It is also saying something, whether yeah. on purpose or accidentally. Yeah. Um, which like, like I, I don't feel like Oklahoma is. I'm sure we had plenty to say about it, but I, like no, I, uh, yeah, like it will have things to say, but they were not, they're not the same things. Like, right. it, I think Oklahoma is speaking about the Oklahoma America and right. on the town is speaking about New York America and they're very yeah. different places, you know? Yeah. Um, it, it just, one thing popped into my head there as well about, um, like as in terms of like a comparable show, uh-huh. Guys and Dolls, right? Oh, sure. Only like, yeah. What twenty years after, maybe? Not even, yeah, not a bit less. Not even, um, I think. And I remember when we were talking about guys and dolls, we were like, I mean, like it's kind of okay with women. Like right. Adelaide has some agency. Yeah. And actually, compare it to this. 
No, wildly different. And like, yeah. we're at 1950. So we're talking not very much later, but definitely the landscape of America has changed, changed. wildly. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, guys and dolls won the Pulitzer. Yeah. God. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, I just, my hat, again, my hat goes off. Wearing two hats. So I can yeah. do that. Just for, I knew, I knew I'd be taking it off twice. Are they over your headphones or under your headphones? Because if over. you take them off, it's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, I made sure. I thought, I thought I had told my 105 time. episodes in. It's a professional podcast. <laughs> yeah, right yeah, 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 yeah. 105. You'd think we'd have done more in like eight years. <laughs> I, can I tell you, uh, I was waiting with bated breath the entire time I was watching the movie and mm-hmm. never got a, ugh, New Jersey joke in <laughs> this whole musical about New York. That's so true. Well, maybe times were different then. Maybe I like to New Jersey. Mm, it's worth I a do literary we hate New Jersey? Dig. I don't I don't know. I don't understand. Have you every every musical has a like ah, uh, but at oh, least everything's it isn't in it in New Jersey. New Jersey. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right? Hoboken. Yes. Right? Yeah. Like uh Kimberly Akimbo is set in New Jersey because it's ridiculous. Okay. And like it's supposed to right. Um That's a that's a video that idea for you. When did that the history of New Jersey? <laughs> Oh God! But then I have to do about it, a history of New Jersey. <laughs> no, but in musical theater context, don't worry. Fair, okay, don't worry. Thank goodness. Yeah, and then you should make it chronological, and then create like a head canon where you know Hamilton was like the first, right? You know, and then <laughs> the first to make because they do make a New Jersey. Joke they do. In Everything Hamilton, is don't legal they? in New Jersey. That that's one. what it is. Yeah. yeah. So God. yeah, that's that's it. All right. If, that's a if, fun video. I think that's good. There's something there. You heard it here first, folks. When the video finally goes up, in mm, uh, yeah. you can add that comment. Or if one of there, Jimmy, yeah, I love them. I love them all dearly. Yeah, these youngins. Oh no, the new self-proclaimed musical theater influencers on the internet. Oh yeah, I have to whisper. I have to whisper about it so they don't hear me. I don't think they listen to podcasts, and do we don't this. make. TikTok, I don't think they so listen they to academic us. history like <laughs> musical theater. I don't think so. I love I love them dearly, and sometimes I'll say something, and I will get called out in internet discourse, and they'll be like, "Who is this guy?" And I'll be like, "I'm the grandfather of musical theater." <laughs> and don't they specifically you know? use your thumbnail from your Sondheim videos, where it's like you yes, with gray where hair. Where I look like I'm 150 years old. Yeah. Wait, what are they saying to you? Do you want me to? No, no, they're usually right. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> what is just, it? Is it like hot takes or is it errors? It's just, I mean, mm, I don't know if this will make it in, but I'll be vulnerable for a second. That's cute. Uh, I'll flag it just in case. Th- <laughs> <laughs> there, There is a new, um, I, I, to toot our own horn, I mm-hmm. think we do a very good job of trying to be con- conscientious of learning, of like keeping up with, I don't know, what what modern discourse will call like sensitivity readings and mm-hmm. like, you know, be, being hip with a lot of that stuff mm-hmm, and i mm-hmm. i don't think i'm wrong in that and I, I i think you know you strive to do that i strive to do that and yeah. we get a lot of compliments about that mm-hmm. and it is always a journey it is always you know a progression right absolutely we, we've fucked it up before we will fuck it up again yes um and there is a kind of like walking on eggshells uh online existence right now okay um which on the one hand I think is 
good, right? We have embodied this before it was cool. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that other people are like, yes, we should be conscientious about our language. We should, you know, be thoughtful about how we're phrasing things, about what art we're bringing into the world. Yeah. Um, but it does create a hypervigilance about that mm. um, that often can have a quieting effect, a chilling effect. Um, where, like, people are afraid to say the wrong thing. Okay. Um, and therefore and don't say anything at all. Is that exactly. the outcome? Yeah. Yes. And when when you've been publicly shamed on the internet, like, I get it, right? Yeah. When when someone dogpiles on you about something you didn't know. Yeah. Um, of course, that's going to shut you right up. Yeah. You know, we've we've lived in comment sections before. It Absolutely. sucks. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but, like, you know, it's remembering there's a human on the other side. Um and, you know, I contemporary Broadway discoursers are growing up in contemporary Broadway mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. contemporary Broadway is in a real weird place right now. Yeah. Um, where like the the art is secondary or tertiary almost in general, um, even for people who are trying to champion it and bring it to the front, yeah. they're still having conversations about pay and billing and unionization, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we've talked about this several times, like the industry getting in the way of the art. Yeah. Um, and like, I think we've talked about it in we've a, a fil- literally fearful in this podcast. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And like, you know, I, I think it has often come up and I'm like, ugh, we feel it coming. I think in, in, our, in our brief hiatus, it is fully here. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, it, it has boiled all the way up and down through, you know, from the people who run the newsprint papers to the people who tweet. Yeah. Um, and it's tough. It's tough living in that world. And like full disclosure, we're a part of that world, right? Absolutely. Um, you know, our bosses never make it this far in the episode, but we're, uh, you know, <laughs> we're, we're part of the Broadway marketing machine sometimes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Right. 100%. And like, there's a whole discussion about disclosures about that thing. And like, thought like thoughts i've had about going back in time and like what would i have done different knowing mm. what i know now um anyway yeah i share that i, I can definitely share that i mean you're in a you are in a different sphere um mm. i i exist here and that's that's very much it um and yeah it's 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 scary you wouldn't you know when back in my burgeoning youtube days <laughs> of your videos are still there guys please subscribe uh, please don't um, and like i wouldn't i wouldn't i wouldn't attempt never you wouldn't catch me you, you, yeah. you know there's just no way i'm not not kind for it yeah it's tough well yep. it's i i think it is interesting i think broadway marketing new york theater marketing had kind of pioneered the shadow product placement um, mm. or like the, you know, the, the interview that's really an ad for your show. Um, right. You know, talk about Rosie O'Donnell mentioned earlier, right there. It's we're performing on a show cause it's an ad for the show. Yeah. Um, and starts from the most earnest of foundings, right? Rosie was like, I like this. I want more of this. I have a platform now. I'd like to platform this. Yeah. Yeah. But now we have, promotional TikTok accounts for every play that shows up, right? And exactly. like we were we were part of the backstage broadway.com generation. Well, that's it, isn't it? I mean, like junkets now, we all know yeah. what they are. There was a period of time when that was disguised, you know? Yeah. And yeah. It just because the amount of content houses there are now that it's you just it's, it's impossible to do that. So you just accept right. it. 
Like when did when did we jump the shark from like legitimate backstage diary mm. to this is just a marketing piece for the show? Yeah, and maybe it was always a marketing piece for the show when I was just young and naive. Yeah, maybe, um, maybe, yeah, maybe. But, but, but let's uh, keep our rose tinted glasses on because it's nicer. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and I get in trouble when I say that too loudly. So I know, I know. I mean, like again, tooting our own horn. Let, let's do it. <laughs> you know, we're active. We've been working solidly. <laughs> You're right. We deserve to do it all over that. But no, I do think I do think it's it's one of the things that I enjoy about doing this podcast mm-hmm. is that we don't apart from obviously the work that we did with Great Comet, we don't really mm-hmm. get into the whole um okay, yeah, we'll we'll do your thing. Um yeah, oh this show's so good. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um yeah. and I, I genuinely adore Great Comet. It's it yeah. is one of my all time favorite musicals and that everything we said about that was sincere. Um right. and I don't think either of us probably would ever get to a stage where we're like, I feel comfortable talking this show up, even though I think it's hugely problematic or something like that. I can't, yeah, I can't no, see us ever getting no, there. That would be very tough to do. Right. I don't I w- think we'd be any good at it. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. Um, and I would feel sick and I would stop doing this. You know, that's right. the thing. I would, I would stop doing it. Um, yeah. And I don't want to because yeah. it's been two and a half years. <laughs> New York, New York The Six o'clock. Come on, fellas. Let's get back to the ship. Chip! Ozzy! Gaby! Pinkin' understood. He really understood. Women are great. So, that women are. Hey, Jimmy, it's been a delight from one gay man to another spending <laughs> this time together talking about women. women. Hopefully, people have learned something about women now. Oh God, we're this us, is. I see the like experts. the the BuzzFeed article that's like two podcasters flop on their first time back, getting publicly ridiculed. Like Isn't you know, TikTokers with our faces in the background. Like, look at these guys. Who do they think they are? I know. But isn't it funny, though, that um, flop has become a thing in the two and a half years? But it, I'd sp- what do you mean? Like, as in, like, flop, been... as in, like, is that not, like, a word? <laughs> it is a word, but I've, o- I've always used, like, a big Broadway flop. Like no, flop? but, like, like, no, it's, like, a thing, though. It's, like, a, it's like a, one of the kid words. <laughs> oh, no, I don't. Oh, no, I'm old now. What, does it, what does it mean? Like, I to th- do badly? To flop? I don't know. Let's just see. Flop. 
this is awful. This is I know we're going to find out it's like Tommy. deeply problematic <laughs> and racist. No, no, it's a thing. Maybe it's not a thing. <laughs> Stop trying to make flop a thing. She is a flop. I can't believe she flopped on me. No, that's not okay. It. No, listen. I don't know what I'm talking about. Shut hey, up. It'll be a thing with the kids now. You know how Flop. our demographic it is. It is a the... thing, isn't it? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Ooh, hate it. If you're if you're a, 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 a hip teenager who uses hip teenage slang, go use some hip teenage slang in a review for uh, Jim and Tomic's Musical Theater Happy but Hour. But don't call us flops. Don't call it. Say farthest from flops. <laughs> yeah, farthest from Get, flops. Five stars. They'll get, they'll get ChatGPT to write it. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Listen, I love ChatGPT. That's another <laughs> story. Well, I don't know. I was going to say, what musical would we talk about ChatGPT in? Uh, be more chill. We've done it. Fuck. The theory of everything. I don't know that one. We'll never get there. We'll never do it. We'll never. We'll never discuss it. So yeah. Quick, Jimmy, hop on my segue. Vroom. <laughs> Wait, are we not finished? <laughs> I know, but to the ending bit. Oh, right, okay. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know we went the segue there. That's funny. Jimmy, that was on the town. You're damn right it was. Wow. Took you long enough. <laughs> <laughs> hey, y'all, it's great to be back. It's really bloody lovely. And um, listen, Tommy, you won't do this. Everyone, go and make sure you're following Tommy and all of his things. Aw, thanks. That's very important. He needs it. Thanks. That Can I tell reason. you, every every time I post a video, I lose like seven subscribers, which is fine. <laughs> it's just how that. YouTube is today. <laughs> yeah, but like, exactly. The, the YouTube app is features your subscriber count very prominently with like a very scary uh, line chart. Does <laughs> it? It just keeps keeps going down. I'm never going to crack that 50,000. Oh, for goodness sake. Well, come on. I'm, I feel like everyone <laughs> here must still be subscribed. Really? They have to probably, be. Probably. Well, stay subscribed. YouTube.com slash at musical mash they've changed it all everything's changing it's wild getting wow. back in when we man when we upload this thing i'm gonna have to figure out how to do that all again no. uh, <laughs> i can't help anyway uh <laughs> that was on the time um tommy guess what we're doing in two and a half years time <laughs> <laughs> i'd love to guess do you have a quiz question that will help me on my way towards guessing hopefully okay um so to our knowledge this is the first movie musical to feature the dreaded vertical video aspect ratio. Dun, dun, dun. What dun, dun. is the show? Who knows? Who knows? If you want to get in touch, the best way to do that is to email us these days. Mm-hmm. Jimandtomic at gmail.com. We'll keep posting on Twitter and Instagram when shows go up, but social media is kind of a dumpster fire these days. So if you're looking for us, the best way to get in touch is via email. Jimandtomic at gmail.com. Let's face it. We've always been awful at it. That's true. We have. Always. Um, yes. And you can also check out our Patreon um, if you would like to financially support the show. Um, thank you to any of our current patrons who have stuck around patiently waiting. Um, that is really, really lovely. Um, we, we love you dearly. I guess we should say, Jimmy and I have not talked about this. So here, business discussion on the podcast. <laughs> Admin. Uh, we're getting our sea legs back, aiming yeah. for monthly releases. We'll keep you updated as we go through. Exactly. Give us a minute. Come on, guys. We're old now. <laughs> we're decrepit. 
Um, but hey, if uh, if you're delighted to hear us back in your podcatcher and you want to celebrate and let other people know that we're back or that there's a hundred plus old episodes for folks who haven't listened before that they want to go back into our back catalog, right? Uh, please tell other people about our show. It is the most helpful thing you can do for us. Yeah, it really is. Let everyone know we're back. Signed off. Put, put things on Instagram. We'll, we'll like them, definitely. Sure. Yeah, it's easy. That's a button. Yeah, exactly. I could do that one. Um, yes. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. We are extremely happy to be back. Goodbye. Cheers, Jimmy. Cheers, Tommy. He almost forgot. I forgot. He almost forgot. I knew. Hi y'all, this is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. You had a whole Newsies podcast where you spent half oh. of it thirsting over. <laughs> Which is fine. No judgment. Like it's... Thank you. <laughs> and then and then we met him. Um, and then I we met yeah. him. Uh, yeah. You met him, I did I met him. Ha ha. I know. But I did meet Tommy Brackle, which was more important. Ooh, that, good for you. Thank you. Thank you very much.